Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, One by One.
There was once a French grandmother who was charged with raising her orphan grandchild. He was a joyful boy, and she received much pleasure from his companionship. But he had an evil habit which grew stronger and stronger. He stole. He came home from school in the afternoon, pockets bulging with all sorts of things. Empty your pockets, the grandmother would command. The boy did so. One by one, the facts were made clear. A top, a penknife, a box of pens, balls, and eraser. Where did you get all these things? In the schoolboy's desk and pockets. Listen, said the grandmother, this must stop. If I see these enormous pockets, if you take things out of them that you cannot tell exactly where they came from, this is what I shall do. I will get a knitting needle and one of those long and pointed ones I use for knitting. I will heat it red in the fire, red until it turns white. Then I will take your hand, your thievish hand, and I will pierce it with that burning needle. Do you understand me? You know I always do what I promise to do. The child understood. For some time he came home light-hearted and happy. But one day, his pockets were filled again. The grandmother noticed it, but dared not to say nothing. Finally, she could stand it no longer. In pulling his handkerchief out of his pockets, he drew it out with a knife and two balls which rolled on the floor. Empty your pockets, ordered the grandmother. The child did so. A compass, a top, balls, an eraser, and pennies came out. Who gave you these things? No answer. Tell me, where did you get them? Still no reply. Well then, I shall do what I said I would. She went after a knitting needle and slipped in the fire by the grate of the open stove. She waited a moment. The steel reddened, whitened, paled. Give me your hand, she said firmly. White with fright, the child stretched out his hand. The grandmother took it and said, Listen, so that you may understand the gravity of your wickedness, that you may comprehend it never forget it, that you may be cured of it, an example must be made. Look now. Saying this, she loosened the fingers of her little grandchild. She opened her own hand, and drawing the knitting needle quickly from the fire, plunged it through her own thin palm. That child, when he grew to manhood, told this story, saying, That day finished it. From that day I understood I realized the seriousness of my offense by what it cost the one whom I loved. I saw at a glance the consequence of my act. In the eyes of my old granny for a moment overcome with pain, which she bore for me. I discovered that love was needed in self-sacrifice in order to pardon and heal. That was the end of my stealing. God also has promised suffering and death to the sinner, terrible punishment, more terrible than sin itself. But when the time came to apply the punishment to those under his eternal curse, when the sinner was brought before him, it was he who took the place of the sinner. And on that great knitting needle, which is called the cross, it was he who was transfixed by it in order to able to show us his torn hand forever revealing to us the price of our shame and our wrongdoing. 
Listen now as John and Penny Harris sing for us this beautiful song entitled Trust. Oh, 
you are listening to Join the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at this same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We pray that as you listen to our broadcast this morning that you are encouraged and that you and your family are getting ready to attend a good Bible teaching Sunday school and church. If you don't have a church of your own to attend, we invite all who are seeking a Bible-honoring, Bible-teaching church to join us for our services. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We will be resuming our Wednesday Bible study and Sunday evening service very soon. Since these plans can ever be changing, we encourage you to call the church office at 942-2131 if you have any questions concerning our church services. We invite you to listen or watch the services, which we've always provided. Our services are on Facebook Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown and Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. Listen now as Jeremy Hetrick plays for us on the trumpet this wonderful song, Oh, the Glory of Your Presence.
political wrangling and the Civil War delayed for a long time the completion of the partially constructed Washington Monument. When the work was resumed, the question arose whether the foundation laid years before would be sufficiently strong to support the enormous weight of 81,120 tons of stone required to complete it. Strong cords were fastened high, high up in the incompleted structure with markers tied on the downward ends of the cords. The markers rested lightly on a large pan filled with soft wax. Any movement of the massive structure or any give in the foundation would be registered on the soft wax. Later, the wax was examined. It was crisscrossed with markings. The foundation is giving away, said the builders. At first, it was thought that the monument would have to be abandoned. But upon further investigation, they discovered that an owl had flown into the top of the monument and had gotten tangled in the cords. The flapping of its wings had set the cords in motion and caused the markings on the wax. Some of God's children today are unduly alarmed. They are fearful for the foundation of God's eternal plan and the force of the world will hinder His changeless purposes. How needless are their fears. God is still on the throne. His plans and purposes will triumph. He doeth according to His will, and none can stay His hand. The foundation of God standeth sure. These are two of the many quotes from His word. Listen now as John DeLapp sings for us his song entitled, Something Beautiful. Something turned to ashes. My castles, they all crumbled. My fortune turned to loss. So I wrapped it up in the rags of my life, and I laid it at that cross. Something beautiful, something All I had to offer him 
was brokenness and strife, but he made something beautiful of my life. Oh, he made something beautiful of my life, of my life. Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is, If God be for us. Psalm 127, verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. This coming Saturday will be July 4th. As a country, we will be celebrating 244 years of our country's independence and we'll be celebrating 233 years of the United States Constitution. In the summer of 1787, as America's founders met at Independence Hall in Philadelphia to hammer out the specifics of our nation's governing constitution, discord, frustration, and even tempers flared among the delegates. There was even the danger that the Constitution Convention would end without any agreement into this unstable atmosphere with the division and conflict did an 81-year-old statesman named Benjamin Franklin rise to his feet. Appealing to the words of Psalm 127, verse 1, Benjamin Franklin addressed George Washington, the president of the Constitution, and counseled his fellow delegates to beseech the aid of Almighty God before they proceed further. I would like to read to you a portion of his speech on that day. I have lived, sir, a long time, and the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth, that God governs in the affairs of men, and if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, it is probable that an empire can rise without his aid. We have been assured, sir, in the sacred writings, that except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. I firmly believe this, and I also believe that without his concurring aid, we shall succeed in this political building no more better than the builders of Babel. He further went to say, I therefore beg leave to move that henceforth prayers imploring the assistance of heaven and its blessing on our deliberations be held in this assembly every morning before we proceed to business and that one or more of the clergy of this city be requested to officiate in that service. The prayers of the founding fathers were answered on September 17, 1787. The drafting of the United States Constitution was completed, arguably the greatest political document ever written by man. It has been 244 years since the signing of the Declaration of Independence and 233 years since the signing of the United States Constitution. We still enjoy liberties and freedoms, which are not shared in other countries, but truly we've seen some of these liberties begin to erode over the years. In the 233 years since Benjamin Franklin stood up and gave that message to the Constitution Convention and the suggestion of prayer for our country, our country has declined morally and spiritually. 
Would this happen in today's political and spiritual environment? We know that our state, our country, even the world has been enduring with the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, some politicians have called upon America to pray and to keep praying and to be praying more and not less during the pandemic. However, there's been some governors who have closed churches in a direct violation of the First Amendment of the Constitution, which states in part, protects the right of religious beliefs and practices. Politicians and scientists and others are calling this the battle of our generation, that we are waging a war against a virus, invisible enemy, and scientists and others are working hard to discover a vaccine. But this is more than a physical battle. Truly, this is a spiritual battle. True Christian believers need to understand that we are in a spiritual battle, maybe the spiritual battle of our lifetime, of our generation. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Finally, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. George Washington said, It is impossible to rightly govern a nation without God and the Bible. Proverbs 14.34 Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is reproach to any people. We live in the greatest country, enjoying many liberties and freedoms that other countries simply do not have. But the greatest freedom, the greatest liberty is found through the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 8 verse 32 And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Acts chapter 13, verse number 38 and verse number 39. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, and that by him all that believe are justified from all things which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Do you know the Lord is your personal Savior? The only way of salvation is to Understand, recognize you're a sinner, that Christ died for you, he shed his blood, and that by simple belief, you cry out, you pray to God, and say, God, I believe, I trust the Lord as my personal Savior. God will save you at that precise moment. Salvation is not of works, it's not of any religious activity. The only way of salvation is believe. Won't you trust him right now, if you've never trusted him, before it's eternally too late? And for us who are believers, we need to be living God's word, we need to be following God's word, We live in darkness. We're in a spiritual battle. Let's fight the good fight of faith. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Morning in my heart.